I took the chance. I've always enjoyed training. I've always enjoyed the preparation. I've always enjoyed, uh, you know, the things that it took to, to perform and play. And that was an opportunity to do so. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Skull Stories, presented by CenturyLink, the official communications provider of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host, Mike Wabshall, coming to you from TCO Performance Center and the TCO Studios in Egan. Excited about tonight's show because we're going to present to you an interview with the head strength and conditioning coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mark Uyama. The Vikings and Coach Uyama coming off of their bye with a big game on the horizon against the Chicago Bears this Sunday night. A word on that game later in the show. But for now, we're going to get right to our conversation with Uy, the man responsible for getting the Vikings ready for seasons and ready for games during the season. We enjoyed our conversation with Uy, and we're going to share it with you right now. Okay, excited about tonight's conversation because it's with Vikings head strength and conditioning coach, Mark Uyama. Everyone calls you Uwe in the building. That is it. Has that followed you around your whole career? The whole career. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, nicknames are a big part of the whole deal here. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're with, you know, all the guys, sure. right? And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't really get to choose your nickname, but you got a pretty good one. Uwe. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, not everyone knows an Uwe. So it's pretty unique. 21 years as a as a coach in the strength and conditioning world, Uwe, 11 in the NFL, and this is your second with the Vikings. And you've had a pretty um, pretty accomplished career, a pretty fun career. You've been to um, you know a lot of high level games uh, at both the pro and college level. 21 years that ages me. Yeah. I feel still young in the profession, but uh, yeah, it's been a, a long journey and a very. Um, rewarding one yeah Yeah. so for you when you were young when you were first getting into it sure did you have a mentor or or anyone that sort of took you under their wing yeah you know when I was first into the field you know you know taking it back to high school I I always trained Mm -hmm. my uncle had taken me since I was like 12 years old yeah uh, under under his wing and so getting prepared for football season and getting prepared for the all-star games and Mm-hmm. going on to college and whatnot. He was the one that really took me in and um, was the first person to, to train me. Okay. Yep. So before you sort of, you know, we, I, I would imagine that you played sports at some level, right? Sure. Maybe yeah. even through college. Did, did you? Okay. Yeah. So at some point, um, all of us who like to play sports come, or most of us, except for the top, top, top point, you know, 1%, we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go pro. Right. Yep. That yep. you get that realization. So for you, was it instant? Like I'm going to be a strength coach. Uh, it wasn't, you know, when I got done playing football, I thought I was going to get into coaching football. Okay. And I had a roommate of mine that I was in junior college with that was at the university of Utah mm-hmm. that recommended that I go there to finish my school. And he said, you'd fit in great with the strength staff there mm-hmm. and they have internship spots available that's something you should look into. And, uh, and I did. So that was kind of, you know, by chance, you know, I took the chance. I've always enjoyed training. I've always enjoyed the preparation. I've always enjoyed, uh, you know, the things that it took to, to perform and play. And that was an opportunity to do so. You know, it's actually a, uh, a discipline or an area of study, you know, is, um, strength and conditioning and, and being in the weight room, 
you know, if you're not careful, people can talk about it or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's a mindless thing. You go around and push metal around in, in a room and it's, a, you know, a bunch of sports maniacs. Right. But there's a science to it. Right. And there's an education to it. And you've gone through that. Yeah, so definitely. tell us a little bit about that. You know, that. to be honest with you, I've probably progressed the most in the last 12 or so years and evolved in, in the career um, by not kind of going with the norm mm -hmm. of what everybody is kind of looking at. Uh, it is even what, with what they teach you coming up the ranks in school, it's so far away from uh, what it really means to prepare for yeah. a sport. Yeah. And so I did that. <laughs> I went to school for that. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I learned more outside of sport and yeah. outside of, of, of what school curriculum Interesting. Entailed, yeah. Any any examples that you can give about that? Maybe something that you that you learned during those times that you're applying now with the guys. Oh, so much. Yeah. You know, the, you know the the one thing is really taking a global perspective to the training, and it's not these separate silos and how important it is to have a unified front, and preparing. And really, it's pretty simple process of looking at the game itself, mm -hmm. and then what that entails. And every position has positional demands, and when the ball is snapped everything happens differently for every position. Yeah. And so it's a lot more than say starting in the weight room or starting with some of the training. It really works back from the game itself and how important it is to make sure that you have a very united front there uh, in regards to how to best prepare and, and play the game. Yeah. You know, you, um, you were on a staff at various points in your career. Now you're the leader of a staff. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy that part of it? Um, very much so. I've always been a leader, no matter what, yeah. if what place I was on, on any staff. And so that's kind of, you know, when I was the intern at University of Utah, I was kind of the lead intern, so to speak. And mm -hmm. then, you know, moved up the ranks and held every position, but I was always considered myself a leader, no matter yeah what staff or what I was doing. You know, and now in your role, you're also charged with working closely with certified head athletic trainer, Eric Sugarman and yep. his staff. Right. Yep. And, um, certainly with the Rasa troop, our nutritionist, yep. uh, obviously with head coach, Mike, uh, Mike Zimmer and, and with Rick Spielman. So you're also charged with that and yep. sort of interweaving all of your disciplines and expertise. Sure. And I'm sure that's, um, fun, but also a challenge too, is to make everything kind of work together. And it has to be, you know, that relationship there with Shogs and I are, you know, we have to be um, by the hip yeah. with one another. And it's just a tremendous relationship that we have. Yeah. It's an, a daily, a daily communication, mm -hmm. uh, staying on top of things and, and just knowing at the end of the day, we have the player's best interest at heart. And, you know, it's our jobs to make sure that they're prepared physically. And if they, something happens that we get them back as fast as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I know obviously you and coach Zimmer have been working together now for a couple of years. So yeah. you've got some experience with him and, um, I think anyone who gets to be around coach, you knows how much he loves the game, how much he hates losing and loves winning. Uh, but what have, what, what have been your, some of your takeaways from working with coach Zim for, for a couple of years? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. You yeah. know, he's a straight shooter, mm -hmm. um, and, um, really falls in line a lot with, with my mindset towards, you know, how, how the game needs to be played in terms of the physicality and the intensity that comes with that. Yeah. And, you know, we really see eye to eye on that. Uh, and it's been great. Yeah. Um, how about like, I know just moving here and we're going to get into TCO performance center mm -hmm. in a little bit. I want to ask you about the building and how it's been performing for you and your, cause you actually had a big role in the, in the building that, so we'll get to that in a minute. But the one, one big thing I've noticed coming here is, um, you know, obviously having Rasa on staff, 
uh, the Gatorade fuel bar, yep. nutrition. You know, yep. we have stuff posted on the TV screens about nutrients and vitamins mm-hmm. and all that stuff and how it's fueling your body, how your body. So, so I'm guessing nutrition and the importance of nutrition is not new to you. That's something you've always thought about, right. you know, but for the layman in the building like yep. me, you know, it's sort of hitting me over the head more now than it ever has. What's been the role of nutrition in well, your first job? First of all, that's a great point that you're making because that is the point of what is she, what she's trying to accomplish of hitting people over the head yeah. with how important it is. And um, she does a tremendous job. She really does. Uh, very hands-on, communicates extremely well with Shugs and myself, is always looking to get better, always mm-hmm. looking to improve. Uh, if things aren't going a certain way, she's trying to make it better. Mm-hmm. And so she's always had that approach. I really enjoy working with her. She's She's done a phenomenal job. And just the... You know, the knowledge that she is able to to pass on to people in the building and just this isn't just the players, but all that stuff's important uh, in terms of having a, a very healthy and working environment for everybody. So it just doesn't spread down just to the players. Obviously, that's our focal point, but to it could be the coaching staff. It could be yeah. people in the building just walking past. I mean, that stuff's all important in terms of having a, a great working, healthy organization. You know, and one thing you do notice about um, players when you're around them, yeah. um, they really do pay attention to what they eat. Sure. You know, I, I'm I'm guessing it's not hard to get them to buy into that, but you still have probably have to monitor it and make sure they're following along. Yeah, right? there's always a process that comes yeah. with that in terms of the learning and the knowledge that's passed down to the players and the whys, especially, right? Yeah, for yeah. for sure. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation with Vikings head strength and conditioning coach Mark Uyama after the break. But before we go to the break, want to remind you that you can join host Mike Musman along with Everson Griffin at Heartbreakers in Chaska on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for a live broadcast of Vikings Country. You could win some great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. Stay tuned. More conversation with Mark Uyama next. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to School Stories. It's Wabi, joined by Vikings head strength and conditioning coach Mark Uyama. We'll continue that conversation in a moment. But first, remember, the new Vikings Museum is a place for fans to experience the comprehensive history of the Minnesota Vikings. Through multiple interactive exhibits and hundreds of Vikings historical artifacts, this museum has something for every Vikings fan. To purchase tickets, visit vikings.com museum. The Vikings Museum located right next to TCO Performance Center, and we talked with Vikings head strength and conditioning coach Mark Uyama about the team's move into the TCO Performance Center. He had a big influence on the process. All right, so TCO Performance Center. Yes. I know you've been to some other buildings. I'm sure you've been to some impressive buildings. You you were with the 49ers, and we'll talk about that. But um, what's the building been like for you? Because you, you joined the team right before 2017, yeah. the season, right? Yeah. And so that was just sort of as we were coming in here. So, hey, uh, can you take over the strength and conditioning staff? Also, we're going into a new building, so yeah. can you help us with that? Yeah, that? Is that what it was? It was probably a lot faster than that, too. It was yeah. like within like a three-day period where yeah. – I had to over, you know, take a look at what what yeah. what they had planned and make adjustments and and kind of flip some things around and get things going. It was 
happened really fast. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was really, really cool to see it all come to fruition, mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, when we did the visits early on and came out here and saw them break ground. And then, you know, every week and every month things were changing and, mm -hmm. And coming together and, you know, you're like holding your breath is to, you know, are they, are we going to make this deadline? The next, you know, we do. And then next, you know, we're in the building. So yeah. it was really cool to see. So what were some things that were important to you about your area of the building, weight room, your offices, um, sort of that, you know, the football end of the building, what were some things that you were really hoping for? Well, not necessarily just hoping cause it, it happened, right. It's yeah. just, you know, when you're dealing with large numbers, you got to have the appropriate space to work with. Mm -hmm. Right, the equipment, you know, second to none, top of, top shelf with the equipment, uh, the ability to go inside and outside, especially during the off season, and um, no, we hit hit on every mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you, you know, just like a, a position coach or a coordinator, you know, you're every team is playing the same game. We're playing football and offense is offense, but everyone's got their own style of offense, right? Sure. John filippo has got his style of offense, but um, Sean Payton has his style of offense, right? Is it the same thing in your, in your area? Do you, are there different styles of strength and conditioning? Yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot. And to be honest with you, you know, I never handcuff myself to, to anything. You know, the bottom line is when you're working back from the target, you'll always, have success when okay. so for example when you're always working back from football mm -hmm. and how does this relate to helping us play better at football then it's it's you always hit your mark mm -hmm. so you know that you know do do we squat yes do we do olympic movements do we do this do we do that i say yes all of the above but that's not really you know the, the tools are the tools right like when they you ask the general contractor who built this building you know, if he bring in a hammer to work, you know, it's kind of irrelevant, right? Right, right. It's about the plan that's in place. It's about having knowledge of all the areas of preparation, how they all work together and, and, and get coordinated together. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, it's developing, you know, that that in line with developing the mindset that, that we want to have here with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, you're, you're in the building every day, um, in season, out, out season. Is there a difference in how you're, I know that there is, but explain the difference in how you're training guys maybe in March compared to how you're training them at the end of October. Yeah. You know, obviously during the end of October, everything is, is a supportive in nature, right? The goal is, you know, the game is very demanding and we mm -hmm. have to have an understanding of what that really entails. You know, obviously we're getting the kinks out. We're getting the, the gunk moving around. We're, we're trying to maintain certain levels of strength and all the different qualities that, that comes with being a good football player uh, and, and then getting them ready to play the game first and foremost. Yep. Right. So we're not handcuffed to any, anything, right. There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, you have to make a ton of adjustments during the season mm -hmm. based upon what comes in the door, right. The guy can feel really good Monday and then come Tuesday, can't walk. You know, right. it's one of those deals that you really got to be uh, in the know and you got to communicate with your staff and with Shugs and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And it's, it's all hands on deck to try to get them ready to play for Sunday. Yeah. Whereas all right. In, Whereas in March, yep, yep. right, obviously a little bit more control with all the moving parts, right? So you're yeah. like the, the conductor, so to speak, with, you know, with everything. So, yeah. yeah. And, and even, even during the off-season program, you still, I would imagine, you're still specializing guys on based on their position and what they're going to be asked to do on the field, right? 100%. Like not everyone's running the same conditioning Correct. drill, right? Yeah. Correct. 100%. And it's got to be um, – you know, an interesting process to sort of continuously experiment with that and figure out what's the best practice for this position or yeah, this guy. To be honest with you, a lot of a lot of it 
comes hand in hand with the relationships you develop with the coaches, the communication that you have with them. Mm -hmm. And then the big one is with the players, right? Mm -hmm. Because they know they're the ones that have to go across the line and play. Yeah. Right. So a lot of it is is communicating with them. All right. Hey, look, here's what we're going to do. This is the amount of work we're going to be doing with this. Mm -hmm. Let's let where do where do you want to go with this? For example, like a like a Pat Elfline getting him back from uh, his injury. You know, if if I know I, he has to pull, he has to exit his stance. He has to pull. Okay. Wh what are we doing here, Pat? Okay, on this, I'm going to come out for a screen. On this, I'm going to come out and pull, whatever it may be. But there's that communication with the athletes themselves. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they know what's best. Yeah. Is there a big balance for you um, when you're working with the athletes and Shugs with, hey, um, you know, so-and-so has this injury. When I was in San Francisco, this guy had this injury, and this is what we did to get this. But, hey, you know what? This guy's this guy. He's not that guy. Well, that's just it. Yeah. That's just it. Everybody's an individual and yeah. everybody responds differently, yeah. right? So it's, it's you know, if you think about everything is error correction too, right? Yeah. The chances for error are infinite, so we better get good at problem solving. Yeah. So yep. every week is a problem. It's the opponent. We have to solve it. And so yeah. as these injuries come, everybody is, no injury is one in the same. Terms of even the athlete's temperament, with how how you're talking and communicating with the athlete to how to best build the confidence uh, in him to perceive the injury is over. There's a yeah. gauntlet of things that have to 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 boxes that have to be checked. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, I want to ask you your roles in some specific situations. So practice. What's your role at practice? It it varies. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I my my role is to make sure that they're warmed up and, and prepared to to start practice. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously with certain individuals that may exceed that with getting more guys to do different things based upon their positional demands. Uh, a lot of times the return to play, Shugs and I will work hand in hand with certain players to get them back. Obviously after they've, they've finished a certain stage of the rehab, they'll transition with me and then to the field. Uh, and so that's, that's always, always working yeah. that, um, during, during practice too, I'm, I'm observing a lot. Right, I, right. I want to know what what those demands are like. Uh, if things pop up, you know how how can how can we help? Uh, if there's certain areas that players need to work on individually, that 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 you know I can help in terms of developing those qualities to do those things. I'm gonna do because there's not a you know it's not a one size fits all plan right with every player. Um, for example, you know, we may have a lineman that needs to improve his mobility. I want to make sure when I'm watching him in practice, what am I seeing here and how can I help him with that? Mm -hmm. And then that'll carry over into his training. Yeah. Right. So it's a, yep. a lot of that. Yep. Uh, and then you guys do work after practice at times too, I would think. Correct. Right? Yeah. So we have our morning groups in the morning, obviously, yeah. and, um, you know, sessions in the morning and then post-practice we have all our training right. as well. Right. Yep. Okay. During a game, what you doing during a game? So the pregame is uh, the majority of what, what happens. You know, we make sure everybody's ready to play. And obviously Sunday, is, that's their day. And so we're, we're helping a lot in terms of organizing and developing warm-up protocols for each player in each position okay. so that they're ready to go when the game starts. Yep. yep. Uh, combine. Do you go to the combine? I do. Yeah, okay. What do you do there? Uh, <laughs> A lot of it now is changed, and obviously that's that's where uh, you know with Rick and, and and the rest of the staff is I'm evaluating a lot of the movements in, in the yeah. drill work, yeah. right, specifically. So, but to be honest with you, a lot of the work gets done when I come back from the combine, where okay. I can actually look at the tape, yeah, and we really look into every single thing they do on the field, 
and I do like a biomechanical analysis yeah. of every position yeah. of the player. So it's pretty intensive. Yeah, you know, and and GM Rick Spielman is um, always talks every year, especially during the offseason in the draft, about you know how they try to leave no stone unturned. So I would imagine you're one of the stones that gets turned over even during the draft process. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. yeah. Is yep. that a fun part of it for you, or? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So you know, you know what you know what's coming in, right? Yeah. And so um, there's certain aspects of motion and movement that that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm able to see, right? It's, yeah, for sure. what I do. And so, um, yeah, any, any way I can help in that matter, for sure. Yeah. How do you feel about your staff here with the Vikings? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. You enjoy, um, you know, because you were them at one point, mm-hmm. you know, right? So, I mean, I'm sure you think back to that and you appreciate the position that they're in, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've held every position. Yeah. Really, yeah. Um, your time with the 49ers, you guys went to three NFC Championship games, right? Three yeah, what, any memories from there other Lots. than going to those big games? Lots. Tell us about it. What yeah, what was fun? The, you know, just you know the locker room had a real good group of okay. guys. Okay. Yeah. And the head coach at the time for you was was it a couple of them or was it Coach Harbaugh? So I was there for five head coaches. But okay. Co- during those times, it was Coach Harbaugh. Yeah. 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 Uh, you were the NFL Strength and Conditioning Coach of the Year. Yes. I understand. Yep. Okay, tell us yeah. about what was that like? Did yeah, you go to an awards funny. program or nah, a banquet just, or did you have it. to give a speech? <laughs> Huh? Uh, I'm sure I gave a speech. Yeah. But it was, yeah, that's that's nothing. All righty. You having a good season so far? You having so fun? So far, so good, yeah. You know, obviously, you got to keep trucking. You know how yeah. it works. Yeah. What do you think about U.S. Bank Stadium? It's, yeah, it's amazing. It really is. I yeah. mean, just the atmosphere alone. I mean, you know, obviously, the, the stadium itself, mm-hmm. you know, just how it was built and put together, unbelievable. But yeah. the, the fan support has just been great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, being a Minnesotan, how's that going? What what were your perceptions of Minnesota before you got here, and what is it like now? So you know, I went to university at Northern State in South Dakota. So okay. I was a little bit I went for a year and a half. Yeah, and I was a, I was used to, and I'm from Vancouver, so I'm used to a little cold weather. I was spent some time in Utah as well, so um, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. I really like the area. Yeah, good, really do. All righty. Well, we appreciate you taking some time. You guys are busy every day, every week, but you uh, you took a half an hour for us, and we appreciate it, Coach. Good deal. All right, Thanks, guys. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Skull Stories. Our thanks to Vikings head strength and conditioning coach Mark Uyama for joining us. Skull Stories is presented by CenturyLink, the official communications provider of the Minnesota Vikings. We will have another episode of Skull Stories next week at the same time, Tuesdays. 6.30 p.m. Our guest next week is a cool one. You're not going to want to miss it. It's DJ Ski. Excited to bring that to you guys next week. For the time being, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com and KFAN.com for all the latest Vikings news and content in the buildup to a huge game this Sunday night at Soldier Field between the Vikings and the Chicago Bears. What's on the line? Oh, just first place in the division with six games to go. Can't wait to bring that game to you guys on Sunday night. You can hear it, of course, on the Vikings Radio Network. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, will have the call from Soldier Field. Pete Bursich will be in the booth. Greg Coleman and Ben Lieber on the sidelines. The pregame show will be hosted by Mike Musman. It's going to be a fun night. Make sure you don't miss it. Vikings-Bears, Sunday night kickoff right around 7.20 p.m. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Our thanks to you for listening. My thanks to Skull Stories producer Nate Vaughn for doing an awesome job. We'll be back again next week with DJ Ski. Make sure you don't miss it. Have a good rest of the week.